GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Hey, welcome friends and fans to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And yes, today we are going back to Camp Crystal Lake, the sewers of New York, and to hell itself with five of the cast and creators of the Friday the 13th film and television series. So without further ado, let's bring them out. Our first guest is an actress, appearance agent, and advocate of Tai Chi, whose body of work includes The Guild, Silver Spoons, and of course, Buck Rogers in the 24th Century. Today, though, she joins us to discuss the role of Jason Voorhees' half-sister, Diana Kimball, in Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Please welcome back Aaron Gray. Hey there. Nice to see you again. And by the way, it's the 25th century. 25th century. That's right. I, That's okay. <laughs> We're how, did I, how did I lose that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I was... Getting ready for a duck, duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. That's oh, there you go. That's how I got stuck at it. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Really oh, doing well, thanks. I'm, I'm so glad to have you here. And yeah, you're right. Uh, it was just a couple months ago. Uh, we sat here for Buck Rogers in the 25th century. <laughs> yes. And we were able to share the screen with Felix, who just passed us recently. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so glad we had this last uh, moment with him. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's always sad when you leave some, lose somebody who is so close to you and you have so many memories with. But uh, I'm sure he's in a good place. He was a good man. I, I adored it. I adore I, I adored our conversation and uh, the internet just went alight with uh, uh, fans and convention regulars who just had nothing but glowing stories about you know sharing sharing a booth space with him or green rooms and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and, I, I, yeah. I, it's it's hard to believe you know because he was just always so full of energy and and always traveling around almost every weekend and you know it was just uh, it, it came on quickly it, it really did. Yeah. It did. It did. Well, um, he's in a better place, and we will miss him, and uh, we will always have his incredible body of work. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Same as we have your body of work as well. Because again, thank you for joining us here today. And let's bring on our next. She is an actress whose credits include Walk Like a Man, April Fool's Day, and the very undervalued series, The Powers of Matthew Starr. Today, she joins us to discuss her role of professional Pamela Voorhees impersonator, Virginia Field, Ginny to her friends. Please welcome Amy Steele. Hi. The underbelly of series. I love that. <laughs> The undervalued, undervalued. Oh God, I thought you said undervalued. That was no, 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 that was no, much no. Funnier. <laughs> no, I was a legitimate. I was a legitimate fan of of Matthew Starr. I mean, yeah, you know, too. Uh, it ga it gave. It was one of Leonard Nimoy's first uh, directing gigs. So he yeah, that, and of course got to work with Louis Gossett. You know that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not alone in that in the, having that sort of like secret fan club out there of Matthew Starr. So that's good. It, it 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 like 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 a lot of good shows, especially at that time. It was it was there. I'm glad for what we had. <laughs> <laughs> you are so positive. I just love that. <laughs> good, thank you, Amy. How are you? I am doing great. I live in a in a in a really really beautiful place where the air is fresh and finally it just rained a little bit today so it's that kind of like ah oh, my 
my God, the grass is growing and the flowers are blooming. And yeah, so there's lots of clean air. And so it's, I'm doing very, very well. And I'm really happy to be here. This is my first experience with this online deal. And so far, so good. Everyone's been so great from the tech setup. And oh, great. this could be very cool. Yeah. Uh, don't but worry. We have plenty of opportunities to disappoint you. So bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, positive after all. <laughs> well, well, we're Friday the 13th, so we got to get dark and malicious. Exactly. <laughs> Although you survived, so you're okay. Of course. And I will survive this, I guarantee you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's see if we can survive this. He is an actor whose credits include The Twilight Zone, Tour of Duty, and E-Ring. Today, he joins us to discuss two roles in the, the annals and the canon of Friday the 13th, Stephen Freeman in Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, and Ryan Dallion in Friday the 13th, The Series. Please welcome John DeLamay. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, so glad to have you here. Um, I'm just going to put it out there right now. I loved Friday the 13th, The Series. I, oh, I think you. I think that was equally... It's it's been it's been it needs a resurgence. It needs uh, it needs more people to rediscover it. In my opinion. Well, thank you very much. I had a blast doing it. It was a fun show to do for the two years that I did it. And it's ironic that that show shouldn't have been called Friday the Thirteenth the series since there was no Jason in it. And our show, Jason Goes to Hell, couldn't use Friday the Thirteenth in its title. I guess that's what I just found out. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that ironic? I don't know. Wow. Huh? I, is that right? Maybe maybe Sean will tell us that. Yeah, I'm about, about to say. Yeah, that's because uh, I thought that, it was say Friday the Thirteenth. Jason goes to hell. In other words, the full. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have okay. to find out. That's I don't know. This guy, right. Sean, he'll know. All right, all right. But before we bring him out, let's bring yeah. out the actor, stuntman, and producer whose credits include the Hatchet film series, Fear, Fear Clinic, and numerous stunt roles. Today, he joins us to discuss his time as Jason Voorhees himself in four installments of the Friday the 13th series, including Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Please welcome back Kate Hotter. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing, Kane? Uh, doing great. I'm very happy. I'm up in the clean air uh, as well, Amy, I'm up in the mountains in Utah. Uh, built a house up here a couple of years ago, so uh, enjoying it very much. Yeah, awesome. Well, glad to have you back. Uh, glad you're settled into your new place. I see you're you're ro you're rocking the poster behind you. <laughs> yeah, I've got to put that up there. Not all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. In New York. New York, a little Mike. much, but yeah. <laughs> no, I see. Well, Kate, glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. A good health, a good spirit. Happy to be back. And finally, he is a writer, director, and producer. His body of work includes The Last House on the Left, Deep Star Six, and House. Today, he joins us as the producer and director of the original Friday the 13th and producers on so many more. Please welcome Sean Cunningham. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well in my corner of the world. Glad to see you doing well. And I'll throw this out. Uh, I think A Stranger is Watching is is really a great film. And um, I, I think it doesn't get the, I think that doesn't get the credit it deserves. Well, you're, not, you're nice to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, it was either that or Spring Break. Yeah, well, Spring Break. I like, I like Spring Break for yeah. different reasons, especially when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> For what reasons, I wonder. 
And, and by the way, I'm I'm glad you weren't referring to Amy's work as the underbelly of anything because I consider myself the underbelly of horror. So <laughs> I don't want anyone else taking that from me. I, yeah, we're not going to take that from you. This was so high. Young, you take the horror genre. <laughs> I'll take 80s series. There you go. There you go, indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the GalaxyCon virtual stage. As always, we here at GalaxyCon are looking forward to the day where we can host you on our physical stages and get you back in front of your fans. And I think as a society, we see that light at the end of the tunnel. We're not there yet, but we're yes. getting there. And we, we cling to that optimism. So we had this electronic forum. Our team is going through the chat room right now. Uh, before we hit those questions, real quick, I would just like to throw this out. What um, you've all involved in very different, uh, very different uh, facets of the Friday Thirteenth uh, series. Just what's what's been your favorite memory from being a part of it? Well, my favorite memory is Sean Cunningham calling me, calling me up and saying, "What do you mean you don't want to do my film?" And I, said, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't do horror. I, I don't watch horror. I, I'm, I find life scary enough. Uh, and he says, well, it's not a horror film. I said, what do you mean it's not a horror film? He said, no, it's a, it's a black comedy. I went, what? <laughs> and he said, trust me, you're going to go to Grauman's Chinese Theater and you're going to you know, you're going to sit there with the crowd and they're all going to be talking back to the screen and they're going to say, it's behind the door, dummy. And they're all going to be having a party and it's not going to be scary at all. <laughs> it was supposed to be scary. It just wasn't. <laughs> now, now, when you, we, we got some good stuff. Now, when you went to the premiere, was he right? He was right. Absolutely, absolutely right. Nobody was afraid. They were all big Friday the 13th fans. They knew every, you know, hidden uh, message or pattern of whatever was going on. And they were talking back to the screen. But I think it was more uh, Sean's sort of, up attitude and positive attitude that attracted me to doing the role, even though I don't. Uh, I'm, I, my, my family makes fun of me, like I'm hiding. Under <laughs> the chair, I can't take it. <laughs> uh, now, when you popped up on the screen, did somebody yell, "Hey, it's Wilma Deering!" Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I gotta say, for me, it's amazing to me. The more time that passes, the more time I discover how much this series of films that Sean created means to so many different people. It's just, um, I'm constantly meeting people who are just in awe of it. And um, and God, the fact that I got to participate in it was terrific. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I think I'm still shocked. Oh, like even today, once again, shocked that how much people appreciate, enjoy, um dissect uh this series it just it, it's always surprising to me and i remember the 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 premiere for me was in new york on 86 on east 86 and aaron like you i had no idea what was going to happen i just remember people around me saying don't go in there you dumb <laughs> b word <laughs> you dumb bitch, don't do that what are you doing she's so what and I, what <laughs> they enjoyed it. It was like a roller coaster ride. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm on the bus here. 
<laughs> and you again, your your character part two. You had a very very seminal scene in 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 Friday Thirteenth history. Again, you know, like tricking you know, confusing him. You know, huh, yeah. mom, huh, mom. You know, it was a Chinatown reference. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, as far as my memories, uh, there are so many regarding the franchise that, you know, being a stuntman, you don't uh, often get any notoriety for anything uh, other than within the stunt community. So once I did part seven and realized that everybody was like talking about this new guy that played Jason and everything changed. I wasn't prepared for how much it changed. And fortunately the, the fact that I did three more films after that as the character just increased all of that exponentially. And uh, I have so many fun memories, but the one I always talk about is being in Times Square in the full costume no. with hundreds of people watching and just feeling like a rock star because people <laughs> I just looked in their direction, they'd go nuts. Yeah. I never took the hockey mask off and stuff. And it was just incredibly amazing because part seven, we were, you know, out in the woods um, in Alabama where nobody even knew where we were. And then we did interiors in LA so there was no no uh, fans watching or anything. So it was completely different. And I, you know, I, I've done so many films with Sean. I feel very fortunate. I don't. I'm not even sure how many we've done, John. But it's a it's a good amount. All the house movies and everything else. So um, I've just been very very fortunate and uh, appreciate everything that's ever come my way. Very good too. I think we talked last time uh, uh, about yeah going around Times Square as Jason, and that was before Times Square had been cleaned up as we know it now. It was still the tail end of the dirty years, <laughs> so that must have like added a, an extra uh, a layer of interest. Say yeah, later. because there, you know, there was a story I just recently talked about that I never mentioned before about somebody trying to steal my mask oh. while we were shooting. My God. And uh, because, you know, I would take it off away from where everybody could see. And somebody tried to take it and things didn't go well for him. So, but I didn't, I never <laughs> talked about that until just in the last year because I was worried about repercussions, to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think okay. I shouldn't have said it before either, but. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Oh, hey, no, no, don't, don't, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spin in the wind, yeah. you don't pull the mask of the old Lone Ranger or Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, too close to home, huh? <laughs> oh, old, so, uh. so, Sean, uh, what's, what's your takeaway from all of this? Oh, well, <laughs> moments. <laughs> All, all this stuff happened, and it, it's it's hard to imagine that. Uh, mostly, you know, I was just trying to make a little movie uh, at Crystal Lake, which would be enough to keep the lights on for six months, and so I could keep going on with my vibrant career doing children's films. And <laughs> that was kind of 
that was sort of like the grand plan. Uh, and clearly it, it became, you know, something very different. Um, it, uh, so much of it, you know, is just doing the right things um, at the right time. It's just luck. And I was just, I'm just very grateful that, that uh, I was as lucky as I was and was able to do a bunch of other things because of it. I didn't know this. Children's, you, that you wanted to do children's films? That was well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, at the time I had done, um, I had done a, a, a very bad baseball movie called <laughs> Here Come, Here the, come tigers. the Tigers. And then, then, uh, then we remade, uh, reconceived a, a similar story about kids playing uh, soccer. It was going to be the underdog, uh, the underdogs against the overdogs, and and that. And, and. Oh, uh, and that, I, it was it was a it was a nice little movie, but it wasn't. Uh, oh, let me get rid of this. Um, damn it! I, um, it was a, it was a nice little movie, and it, it got optioned. Uh, they were going to make a TV series out of it, and I said, "Yeah, but what are we going to do now?" You know, and. Mm. It became Friday the 13th, and then uh, everything, you know, sort of spun out of that. Um, hey, Sean, what, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but after that first film, was there a single moment where you realized that everything was going to change? Was it like opening night of the film or, or before it opened or, you know, when well, did when uh, you see that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I think that, uh, I, I mean, it wasn't one of those things where you deliberately, you know, set out to try to make a, a hit movie. Um, there was no precedent for it, but when, when it opened in the opening couple of days, there were a lot of people came to the theater, but they loved the ending. And when they came out, they were laughing and punching each other and, and, and it all, you know, it, it just felt sort of like a party. And I knew that the, the numbers were high, but I didn't know what that meant really, except that <laughs> I looked like I was going to be able to pay the rent and the mortgage for the next, uh, you know, several months. And then, you know, um, then we see after that. Then, then they hired Amy and everything changed. <laughs> That's right. I just that was, that was the beginning. That's when that's when the whole thing just you know came so, up a level. Amy, hey, did, John, did you audition for Sean, Amy? No, no. Steve. Oh. Steve Miner. Oh. No. Sean, I got a question for you. One of your earlier films was called The New Kids. Yes. And, and ever since it's always been on my IMBD page. 1985. There was a John LeMay that was cast in The New Kids, but it's not me. Oh. Oh. And they won't take it. I, I think it's because that John LeMay, I had to put the D in when I joined Craig. <laughs> I was almost going to do that. I was almost going to bring you guys out together because I remember the new kids. And I was like, so you guys were together in the new kids? And yeah, no. Okay. All right. No. Oh. Wow. All right. Well, Sean, you're going to have to have them take down that John LeMay or whatever off of whoever that is. I, <laughs> you don't even probably, know. Probably some Florida extra. <laughs> hey, I'm in, I'm in Florida. Wait, wait. 
So uh, John was saying that the our movie Jason Goes to Hell didn't have Friday the Thirteenth in the title. Is that true? Was there a dis reason why or no? Um, I, I I don't. I was trying to think back. There wasn't any. There wasn't. Um, I don't think that there was any reason uh, that it couldn't say Friday the Thirteenth, but. We didn't. I mean, we tried, you know, uh, Jason in Space or the Final Friday or whatever. You know, we were just dancing, dancing around the fact that we were just making sequels. But I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that there was any kind of a reason not to call it Friday the Thirteenth. And you know, if you say Jason goes to hell at that point, everybody knew. Everybody knew what you're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, they, yeah. that's what they were going to see. They were going to see um, Jason. <laughs> Jason, and they continue yeah. to want to see Jason. Uh, I had, you know, it was a it was a long time before I could really really get my mind around that. But was, you guys, uh, I just my brother just is cleaning out his attic. We sold my mom's house and blah blah blah. So I got this whole case of stuff that they just sent to me, and I oh. just looked in the top of it, and I just found my original script. Oh, wow. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Whoa. And I mean, it, you can smell it. You know, it's original. <laughs> <laughs> but on the inside, it says that. Well, oh, wow. That was the subtitle originally? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, wow. Jason in quotes. And uh, well, well it make, again, it makes sense as the, the mom was the killer and Jason pops up at the end of the first at the end of the first one. So, yeah. So and that, I found stationary. Oh, yeah. Classic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I found like how I wrote out that very last scene of what? Uh, what? <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> I know, huh? Like I'm so, tsunami. it's pretty. It's pretty fascinating. So yeah, wow. so there's the. It was Jason back then, or I don't know. that. That is that is really wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And you know what's interesting is, as I said, I just sold my house in Calabasas, and we've been there 25 years. So I had stuff stashed in every corner of the house. And I came across some stuff too. I came across uh, the day out of days for part seven, where it was, you know, the location, each scene that we're shooting, uh, the shooting schedules, my original script also. But um, yeah, that's that's fun to find that stuff. Yeah, wow. It really is. That is cool, cool. Well, producers, let me know. We're good to go on our audience questions. So what do you say we roll out the first one? And this is gonna come from Errol. Ah, wants to know what Jason look is your favorite? And we've got part two, the burlap you bag know. on the head. <laughs> That's my answer. And then yeah. part three, he adopted the signature hockey mask and then uh, variants of them since then, so. That's not really three though. No, 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 this is, no, this is. This is uh, That's remake, isn't it? I believe. Freddy versus, Freddy versus probably. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at you. Wow. You, was part seven, the, the look of part seven, I think. And then also I really enjoyed part three. Um, <laughs> portrayal. I did. I really did as a fan. I loved part three. 
Mm -hmm. So, what was the, who made the decision to go with a hockey mask? Steve Miner. Oh. Okay. oh, wow. And yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah, you have to dial all the way back to the day where we made sort of a realistic, you know, horror film like Ten Little Indians, and Pamela Voorhees is apparently the killer. And then this thing pops up from the lake and it's Jason. Okay, who, what is he? And now you're trying to put some sort of rational uh, explanation over the fact that well, he could have le lived the last 20 years <laughs> under the water, water. or I, who knows? And, uh, and then that was, which led to, you know, putting a, a a sack over his head, uh, you know, and which was um, <laughs> a start. But, you know, Steve and I talked about it at length and, and, and we felt that it was important that we didn't really feature Jason's um, uh, real face or certainly didn't, didn't want to initially because Jason was meant to be the boogeyman, which is sort of like faceless, dark, yeah, um, you know, horror figure that that can't ever be sort of stopped. And Steve, in between, or actually started before um, the original Friday, uh, had done some editorial work for the National Hockey League, and those, you know, those game of the week things. And he cut them and did all that stuff. So, and he knew a lot about hockey. And he just said, "Well, how about a hockey mask?" And it's like, huh, it doesn't make you know, it makes as much sense as a potato sack, I guess. I don't <laughs> and, it, and it was just, it was convenient, and, and we just never looked back. And nobody ever explained why he, you know, is wearing that. And, uh, that was, uh, that was how. <laughs> and the, the irony, of course, is that they, they don't use those hockey masks anymore. Right. And, and you know, who was, whose idea was the uh, sack then, Sean? I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, at that point, I was just shaking my head because none of it made any sense to me. I was, I was sort of, you know, based in reality, and and I didn't know uh, I, why would <laughs> why would he wear a a uh, potato sack and said a flower sack. I couldn't understand, but a potato sack is crazy. <laughs> Tim Crystal Lake in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair point. So I think, I think the sack sack look works out because in this version, it's implied that he may be deformed, but he's still human. And he's this kooky mountain man deranged sort of fellow. So that, yeah, puts, flower sack, potato sack, burlap, whatever on his head, and it made sense. And then in three, and then going forward as kind of unkillable machine, yeah, it, it, they both fit. They, both fit. <laughs> they, 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 they fit the narrative of that particular film. How's that? Right. All right. <laughs> Who's else, who else is gonna, wants to chime in on a favorite? Uh, John, you got one? Oh, my gosh. Jason goes to hell, of course. That, that man was... The scariest thing you'd ever want to stand next to. Um, you know, it, it, it was funny doing that show. He's uh, He was stunt coordinator on it also, Kane was. 
And I had a blast doing that fight scene with you. Um, and of course we choreographed it all without all of his get up on. Right. And just the nicest guy to work with. But man, he puts that mask on and all of a sudden his whole demeanor changes. He, he's, he's just a silent menace. And um, <laughs> I never knew what was gonna happen. I, you know, I just tried to joke with him and he just didn't look like he was, he wasn't getting it. He wasn't getting any of my humor. <laughs> and it was kind of unnerving, I got to say. So, yeah, yeah. Um, method all the way for Mr. Kane. He was great. Great to work with. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate and, that. And a great look. It was a great look. Yeah. I, and, and out of the four different versions of the character I played, that one actually um, was the hardest to work in. Because for some reason, the, you know, I, I'd worn full body latex uh before but that one was so incredibly hot if you recall i had to wear a cool suit yep underneath yep. it that circulated ice water through a vest because i got so overheated that i couldn't even and and the the hockey mask was built into the makeup so it wasn't easy to just take off in between takes like i had been used to so it was really really hard to to work in but it looked cool as hell Mm -hmm. Well, I, since the character was a malignant spirit at that point and we would see the reflections and stuff, I guess you were in the full makeup under normal sets with really bright normal lighting and stuff as opposed to the shadows and the darkness. So that probably right. contributed a lot to the temperature issues. Yeah, yeah. So very much so. And Aaron, do you have a favorite Jason look? Well, obviously the only <laughs> horror film I've seen is <laughs> <laughs> The <house>. What? <laughs> Uh, and he was, I gotta tell you, having him trying to stick his tongue down my throat looked really <laughs> That wasn't my tongue, Aaron. Oh, oh. No, I'm not saying that. No, don't go there. No, no. no underbelly on us. <laughs> Amy, that is not what I was referring to. It was a creature is what I'm referring yes. to. Oh, okay. Don't get your hopes up, John. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta show one of my favorite moments of doing doing that movie is I I asked my son who was a teenager at the time if he wanted to come see me shoot Friday the Thirteenth and it was a night shoot and he said now nah, mom you know he'd been to too many sets but my nephew said yes absolutely he ended up coming on the set he's like six five and we're in the trailer and he's one of those people who can be invisible but extremely helpful so he was constantly helping the makeup people with you know, I need this brush. He would just hand it to them, whatever. They ended up hiring him after I left. And he ended up buying a makeup kit, going off to college, because the guys in the makeup room taught him how to do bullet wounds and sagging skin and whatever. And by the way, he runs my company, Heroes Prime. Wow. <laughs> wow. And he said he went off to college. He made a fortune on Halloween. Man, he did every fraternity. They lined up to the, the knife wounds and the eyes falling sure. off. Oh, and and what, better, what better guys to learn from than K and yeah. guys? Yeah. You know? yeah. Worked with the best. He yeah. went out yeah. to theater. He ran theater here in Los Angeles for a while. And he ended up directing all the theater at Hamilton High School and Archer School for Girls. So, But he wow. got his part on the Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. wow. Good story. Good story. Uh, that is wonderful. Errol, thank you. That was a wonderful question. 
And let's go ahead and roll another one. And this comes from Francine. Hmm, what was the strangest makeup you've ever had to wear and you can draw from any facet of your career? Well, I have an easy one for that. <laughs> um, I did a movie called Nothing But Trouble with uh, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, John Candy, Demi Moore. And I doubled Dan Aykroyd as a character called Bobo. And it was, once again, full body latex, a big, huge, overweight baby wearing a diaper and galoshes and had a little tuft of hair yeah. on top of my head. That was the most bizarre one for me. Yeah. I think I'd like to have seen you in a diaper. <laughs> well, next few years, you might. So. <laughs> well, the weirdest one for me, I don't think you'll ever see me in for sure in real life. But um, I, I think it was an episode of Perry Mason or something like that. I, I was a nun and a hooker in the same episode. Oh, yeah. And being in and a detective. <laughs> so I was going undercover. Right. But being in that habit was quite the experience. Hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting. I thought, wow, you know, to spend your life like that, all buttoned up, woo. <laughs> I gotta say, I've never had any crazy, strange makeup, and I just remember um, I'm being, and I'm very thankful that I haven't, because I certainly remember you sitting in the chair, Kane, and 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 any and any number of the episodes of the TV series. I saw these people sitting in the chair for the longest time. It did not look like a fun way to spend a few hours. So right, and and especially when you consider that if it's an extensive makeup, I'm in, oh, I or people like myself are in the makeup chair as much as three and a half hours before the call time, mm -hmm. before the other actors even show up, we've been sitting in the makeup chair for three and a half hours. Oh, and at wrap, everybody else gets to leave. We get to sit in the chair for another hour and a half getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, I, well, yeah. Whenever I get a lot of uh, creature actors, I always say, so how long in the makeup chair? And then, how long after and that's always yeah the after is always the thing that nobody really recalls which is about 40 yeah. percent of the application time right 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 that's crazy so uh aaron um any makeup roles you you are you are a few crazy wigs of buck rogers i know that much yeah I, I wouldn't say makeup so much as i do remember my helmet on buck rogers was Gil had one that was made for his head. I had the one that everybody and every guest star who came on the show got to wear. So it was quite large. So if you ever see me on Buck Rogers, if I turn my head, the helmet would stay. So I had to turn with my entire body. It was one of those things that was very annoying. It's tough enough to act, but then right. the and you can't be spontaneous. You have to, you know, remember to turn the entire body. <laughs> yeah. So if you see any pictures of me, you'll notice quite how it doesn't really fit. But Universal want to spend the money, you know. Uh, indeed, indeed. So, uh, uh, Sean, you weren't in Yo. the chair, but. Uh, what do you think was like the craziest uh, uh, effect or anything? You ever walk into a trailer or walk on the set? And you think, good God, what are you, what are you doing here? You know? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, 
Uh, it, hmm. uh, well, surely, uh, surely the most difficult thing that I was ever involved in was in Deep Star Six, where we had this this monster from hell that was going yeah. to, you know, make the shark and Jaws look like a wimp. And <laughs> the, night, the night before we were getting ready to shoot, you know, we had a full-on test, and the I think it was about. 20 feet long. I mean, it was really wow. big. And it was in the tank and it sunk. Flat out sunk. <laughs> Nobody could move. I was like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? What kind of monster? Trying to make this thing. It's supposed to, you know. Oh, it was the, it was the damnedest thing. I, I oh, it, it was just uh, so <laughs> Man, that, that went on. That actually, it went on for the rest of the shoot, trying to figure out some way to salvage this monster and do somehow or other, you know, make it scary. But we never had that big, you know, that big like ah, jaws, you know, kind of shot, that and, kind of thing. But it was, uh, oh, that was. I, ah, I was ah. in that thing at one point. I know. Swimming underwater with a regulator with my hands like this trying to make the mandibles move so it looks scary yeah and it was heavy and i, I tried to oh. swim and it was going like this and it was, it was as i recall heavy. it was like part worm part crab sort of yeah you know like a like a giant tube worm yeah <laughs> like that yeah yeah it's not the first time done a lot of thing and plunk it sank and it's like oh so <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. We have a picture of Bobo. Let's go ahead and roll that one. <laughs> May not be you. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh my God. That's exactly the character. I'm trying to see if one of those is me. Yeah. It looks like the middle one could. They be. all look like you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> and, the and belly of the <clears throat> underbelly. I was just <laughs> talking about this last night at dinner to somebody that I knew that was a big budget film because that, that entire head was all glued on my face and everything. Wow. And at lunch, they would remove it and then reapply it after lunch. And that's when you know you're on a big budget film because <laughs> there's not a rush to get everything shot. They would spend the time to let me eat properly and then reapply it. It was, uh, that's the only time it's ever happened. Instead of just saying lunchtime, here's a straw. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, you got to go to the bathroom? Here's I a straw. That. That's right. Here's a straw. Yeah, yeah. Here's a straw. Oh, my goodness. Francine, thank you. Great question. I think we have time for one quick one. Let's see if we can roll out on a really fun one. Here's one from Matt. Ooh, if Jason was after you in real life, what would you do? Hmm. Run like hell. <laughs> I call Kane for help. <laughs> yeah. We got friends. Swords. My one, my yeah. Sword. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cut his head off. <laughs> yeah, I would just I would say sprint because for me, I never in four films ever ran as Jason. Oh. I always oh. resisted that um, temptation or that idea that Jason would start running after somebody. I just thought it kind of weakened it. It's, it's ridiculous 
that he still catches everybody, but I purposely never ran as the character. That's a great pro tip. Yeah. Well, I would never have sex or do drugs. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Uh, but that is the best defense. That really is. <laughs> Don't do it. I, if I recall, I, I, believe I, Don't drink I killed either. people that were doing other things besides just those two things. Okay, all right. Uh -huh. All right, just don't let your yes, don't let your feet uh, stay under your you know, <laughs> keep them moving. You're right. <laughs> and Amy, you just put on a sweater again, right? Yeah, I put on a sweater, <laughs> and you know, on this we just have this new little piece of property which needs a lot of tree clearing. So I just bought my own little personal size chainsaw. So I would have a sweater, and I'd have my little chainsaw slash pruner. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do, but I just hope that the chain wouldn't come off like it keeps coming off right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got to shoot some video of that, Amy. Yeah, I should. Post it, yeah. It's not exactly scary or intimidating, but it's kind of fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Matt, thank you. That was a great one. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast and creators of Friday the 13th. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we go? Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the positive attitudes. You know. Watch back. Ditto. <laughs> uh, it has been my absolute pleasure to serve you all today. Once again, thanks for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us today, and thank you all for your great questions. All you horror fans, hope to see you all again soon on May 1st, where GalaxyCon Live will be hosting more horror icons. Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers, Adrian Barbo, and the master himself, John Carpenter. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands.